you can do me a favor, you know, if you ain't that busy, if you can throw us down a couple blessings, you know, like one that I don't mess up being a manager. Uh, we're just three cats and never played a single snap. Here to tell you how to draft when the ship and run it back. The stats ain't tell the story, this is the story of the stats. You can stick it to your friends, what's more glorious than that? We're victorious in rap, bringing wrath to our rivals. We're here to shun the stats, laugh, and lead you all the titles. Stick to the path and follow us disciples. The only sin is math, and all you need is the Bible. It's the fantasy. Bible. It's the fantasy. Bible. It's the fantasy. Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Bible. It's a Wednesday episode, everybody, which means it's going to be short. It's going to be great. There's not going to be news. It's me. It's Nate Binder. I'm here with Dane. Dane, how are you doing? I'm great. We're getting into some dynasty. Yeah. Uh, You know, it did not go unnoticed by us that our most popular episode is our dynasty draft recap. And so to get in on that sweet, sweet dynasty cash flow. We're going to be doing a dynasty episode. It's going to be sort of just an outlook at the preseason, the winners, the losers, the stock ups, the stop down, stock downs. And we're going to do it rapid fire style. Uh, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to name a player and I'm going to name what I like or don't like about that player's preseason. Dane is going to get a single, you know, single rebuttal and then he'll move on to the next player and I will get a single rebuttal. So we're just going to run through a list. I think we'll get through probably 20 players or so by the end of the episode. It's going to be great. Uh, and as, uh, as always, you can find us at Fantasy Bible Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and at thefantasybible.com, where you can submit questions or read the writing that we have been slacking on doing in our scripture section. <laughs> All right, Dane, do we have a coach speak or a mystery question or any, anything before we get into the bulk of this episode? Yes, we do have a coach speak translator. I'm paraphrasing, but I've read the quote and loved it enough to know what I'm talking about. So this week, uh, last week, I, I don't know if we broke the news, but Cam Newton, I think we did. Cam Newton had to miss a week for COVID protocol and a reporter, a bold reporter, any reporter approaching Bill Belichick is bold, in my opinion. And they're always, <laughs> they're usually dumb and Bill will make them feel dumb. The so what you're he, looking for is three words, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So this guy says, do you think it's a great opportunity for Mac Jones this week in training camp now that Cam Newton won't be there for five days? Bill says, it is. Yes, it is. Translation. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yes, it is. You know, he never he's a very concise. Yeah. You know, he, he likes brevity, but he, he tells it to you straight. Yeah, he's a straight shooter and he's well aware what the NFL is. Like he knows that if a quarterback is not able to compete for that position and one of them is, clearly the floor is his. Like he can make or break himself just based on what he does, because he has the sole opportunity. We would have seen a lot of Cam Newton with the first offense, and then we would have seen Mac Jones rotate in later. And now it's all Mac Jones, and he has been lighting up training camp. So, uh, yeah, it is a big deal that Mac Jones has that opportunity, and it reaffirms that I think Mac Jones will be the starter sooner than later. And I think that will probably affect some of our stock up, stock down players that we're going to be talking about in our winner's loser segment. All right, do we have a mystery question? We do. If there was one player you could have on every, let's say you're in 10 dynasty rosters and you have a player 
on every single one of them, but you can only pick one and you can't have a, that player on, you know, you can't have a duplicates of any other player. So who are you most confident in? Who is the player that you want on all your dynasty rosters? On every dynasty roster? Every single one of them. Are we doing this like not counting first round players? Because I think it's probably yeah. still Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So let's stay away from the proven veterans. Let's go for more like middle round or upside guys, or even a player you're higher on, even if he is like a third or fourth round guy. Um, a player that I would want on every dynasty roster, Lamar Jackson. Good pick. Good pick, dude. Yeah, he's got he's young. He's got the pedigree to be a quarterback one. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, I, I was thinking like, you know, in the, the 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 aspect of dynasty is that new players come into the league every year. Mm-hmm. And especially wide receivers and running backs at the skill position come into the league every year. And there's just a greater pool of these players. Obviously, there's a lot of quarterbacks that can start, but there are not a lot of quarterbacks that are gonna rush for a thousand yards every year. So I was looking at when you asked me that question, I thought of quarterback and tight end mostly. And while it's tempting to say someone like George Kittle or Kyle Pitts, even I think uh, Lamar Jackson has the mix of youth upside consistency and uh, positional advantage that, that I look for in dynasty. And so that's, that's someone that my mind went to immediately. Plus the idea of, you know, there's an emotional association with dynasty teams. It's your team. And the idea that like Lamar Jackson is my quarterback and this is the guy that I get to root for and watch is, uh, is appealing as well. So that's my pick. Who would you say? Um, so I would probably say CD lamb, but I know he's a pretty early round dynasty guy. So I, I just think his upside is, is the top, like he could be the wide receiver one in a year or two. And yeah him and Dak Prescott are so young that you're talking about a 10 year dynasty. If the Cowboys choose to keep him on the team or okay. So maybe like seven years, but even still, that's a very, very long time of production. I feel great about it. Amari Cooper, his contract, I believe it ends after this year. So he's probably, I don't think they'll resign him and CD lamb immediately is the wide receiver one there. And I love that. Uh, if I had to go a little later, it's probably Darnell Mooney because same same kind of situation up and coming Justin Fields. I think he'll be great in the NFL. Darnell Mooney has proven that he can create separation in all of his routes. And I feel great about what he will do. And also Allen Robinson is on the franchise tag there. I think it's very possible they move on from Allen Robinson after the season. And that would leave Darnell Mooney as the clear cut wide receiver one. So those are two guys I'm looking at. If I could have them on every roster, I have seven years of a potential top 12 wide receiver. I like it. I just also want to throw another name out there, and that's Chris Godwin. What I like about Chris mm. Godwin is he's also, I think he's playing on the franchise tag, if I remember he, correctly. He is, yeah. And so he's just going to be, it's going to be exciting next year because he's going to be a prized free agent. And I just have a feeling like, you know, Chief, Kansas City Chiefs could be in the mix. Like, it would mm. just be exciting to watch where his career goes because he's a talented wide receiver that could end up in a lot of exciting places and uh, you know, obviously will have relevance on the bucks. So he's someone that also just is kind of an exciting player to own in dynasty. I know that's not exactly what you ask, but yeah. Are right, you want to get into these stock up, stock down rapid fire? Absolutely. You go ahead and start us off, man. Who's your first guy. Okay. I'm going to take this guy. So you don't take him. Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson. Yeah. He's a good one. <laughs> Point. Ramondre Stevenson looks dope. <laughs> uh, they, they shipped <laughs> off Sony Michelle because of Lamont J. Stevenson. 
Ramondre Stevenson is going to get goal line usage. This is my Ramondre Stevenson argument. Rebuttal. We can never assume we understand the Patriots backfield and what Bill Belichick will game script for each week. I like it. And I agree. I'm not taking Ramondre Stevenson high, uh, but I, I am looking at him in dynasty. His stock is up. All right. Next player. Brian Edwards, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. John Gruden says he could be the next Terrell Owens. <laughs> kind of absurd, but somebody has to catch the passes here, right? Like Darren Waller is probably the most targeted asset here. And then it's either Brian Edwards or potentially Henry Ruggs or maybe Hunter Renfro. But there's a lot of buzz in the preseason, and this is ultimately about whose stock is up and down in the preseason, and Brian Edwards has been moving up boards considerably. That's my case. Rebuttal. How many games do you think Brian Edwards played last year? Seven. Twelve. How many yards did he have in those games? 240. 193. Yeah, I knew it was very low. <laughs> so this is a player that has played in an NFL setting. Maybe it'll take him another year. He was a rookie. That's always possible. But he had one of the, the worst seasons last year. So this it's not like this guy hasn't had plenty of opportunity to shine and didn't really show us anything in an actual game setting. Okay. Next player, Corey Davis. Um, Corey Davis, perhaps you could consider him not a dynasty asset, but I think that there's a chance that not only have we seen Zach Wilson play well, but we've seen him target Corey Davis quite a bit. And there's a chance that they, even though he's on a one-year cheap deal, that they re-up Corey Davis and that they have him as a long-term player there. You can get Corey Davis pretty late in dynasty drafts and pretty cheap in auction dynasty drafts. And after we've seen his, his play in the preseason and you know his sort of ascendancy, gradual ascendancy as a player over the years, uh, Corey Davis is a stock up preseason winner for me in dynasty format. Rebuttal. I mostly agree. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think that he could be a late breakout kind of guy. He was a top top of the first round pick coming out of the NFL draft, I think five years ago. And, you know, the hype was made and he never lived up to it. And then everyone kind of wrote him off. And then last year he had a great year in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill right behind AJ Brown. I think he is the clear cut wide receiver one right now for the Jets. And if Zach Wilson is the guy there, and they choose to keep Corey Davis long-term. I think he did get like a three-year, 30-something million dollar deal. Like they're paying him to be there for a few years in a dynasty. Three years is a good amount of time. So I thought he was on a one-year deal personally, but I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I might be thinking of Curtis Samuel. Um, yeah, I think you're thinking of Curtis Samuel. Okay, so I take that back. But also, if he does perform well and they choose to keep him around, he has a career. He could be a wide receiver three for a couple of years. So I like that. Um, the case can be made that it was a flash in the pan and he hasn't showed us anything before that. So I won't fault anyone for not being on the Corey Davis train, but he's someone I'm definitely looking at and redraft as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Well said, well said. My next guy, Kadarius Tony, stock down. This guy hate, hates football. <laughs> he hasn't been at practice. I think it was a personal choice. Like 
it, there was some vague mist around that, whether it was like an actual injury. I know he immediately had contract disputes, like right after being drafted, like he wasn't at practice for the first couple of weeks just because he didn't like contract. And then he wasn't at practice for another reason. And now it's, he's injured and let's be honest, he's probably not going to pan out. So trade him to somebody who likes him. I don't. Rebuttal. I feel the exact same way about Kadarius Tony. I briefly Googled Kadarius Tony to see if I could play the devil's advocate in this situation. The first headline that came up is Giants Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony are not meeting expectations. So, yes, yeah. he's a little too gadgety, a little too unrefined, a little too in an offense that's run by Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett for me. <laughs> yeah. And also, Kenny Galladay, a guy that I've been low on for many months now and have said so on the podcast. So, you know, great to hear that we're giving you solid advice. Okay. Player, Jordan Love. Argument. This guy was dealing in the preseason. Strong chance to be the starter next year in a productive offensive system uh, in Green Bay in 2022. And you're going to be able to get him for far cheaper than, say, Spencer Rattler or Sam Howell or some of the expected incoming quarterbacks in the 22 draft class that will probably go for first round picks because of their uh, pedigree and you know the opportunities that they're thrust into jordan left jordan love will have three he will it'll be his third year in the nfl by that point and he's probably going to be a little more competent as a starter he looked great in the preseason the packers have a knack for drafting generational quarterbacks and so yeah jordan love is someone that you can get very cheap and uh, hold on your bench for next year in dynasty leagues rebuttal who will their wide receivers be in Green Bay next year? Because Devontae Adams likely leaving. He's on the last year of his deal. If they extend him, I would feel great about that. If they don't, I'm worried because then it is uh, nobody. <laughs> so that's, that's my that's rebuttal. rebuttal I've heard all episode. I mean, that's uh, that's something I did not even think about when I was. Yeah. Outside. So that's a very fair point. Yeah. Other than that, he has a very good chance to prove that he's a competent NFL quarterback next year. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is there next year. So not a bad pick. Uh, Jamar Chase, fifth overall pick, star rookie wide receiver. We should be doing these to like a, a Jerry Judy, like in uh, Judge Judy. Sorry, Jerry Judy. <laughs> <laughs> so like a Judge Judy intro, you know, where it's, it's like the old school, like uh, in this case. Uh, defendant says they stole his lawnmower. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That narrator guy. Like, we should be doing that. Anyways, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase can't get separation. Can't catch the ball. Stones for hands. Took a year off. Does he remember how to play football? Does he beat his wife? <laughs> that is, that is a. We're gonna that include is, that, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we probably shouldn't include that, but. All right. I agree. Though. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, is that your argument for Jamar Chase? No, no. He has not caught a lot of balls in preseason and training camp. He has looked underwhelming. He did take a year off. He opted out of COVID last year in college ball, and he was drafted based on what he did in 2019, which was phenomenal. He, you know, checked all the boxes. He's like a top 1% rookie wide receiver coming into the NFL. It has not panned out yet. He could have an adjustment period. 
I think what you might see is a slow start by Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase collectively. And I think that could translate into a window of opportunity to trade for him because I think Joe Burrow will be good even if he starts slow. And I think Jamar Chase will be a serviceable or great NFL wide receiver, even if he starts slow. So if you find somebody down on him after two or three weeks of bad play, make a move. Wait, I'm confused. Was this a stock up or a stock down? Sorry, this was a stock down based on his preseason performance and, uh, you know, everything else circling around him based on the B reports and Joe Burrow also looking timid. So I think he will have a slow start to the season. And I think that is the consensus coming to play now. Like, I think people are kind of moving him down a little bit, but I don't think a whole lot. I think when you see it move down is after a couple of weeks, if they do start slow. So you're saying stock down, but still target him. Yeah, I'm saying stock down. And that is a reason to target him if it continues to trend down. Okay, uh, well, my rebuttal for the stock down is that the preseason reports about Justin Jefferson this year, a lot of this time last year, were terrible. Like, yeah, Justin Jefferson was reportedly just, like, bad in the NFL offense. Uh, like, couldn't translate to the NFL offense in 2020, and even his first game, he looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And then he got adjusted, and then he looked great. So uh, that's what we'll, we could see from Jamar Chase double rebuttal to the you should pick up Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase's skills while they you know he's a good route runner and all that stuff his biggest skill is his physicality and his ability to win at the catch point and he's a little smaller than receivers who typically have that skill set and that skill set is one of the least likely to translate to the NFL when you look at other skills like uh you know are your hands like magnets? Can you run routes very crisply? Like things like that. So not that he's a bad route runner or anything like that, but the reports that he's not winning in contested catch situations and that he is getting out muscled is very concerning. The reports that he's dropping really obvious, like really easy passes, not concerning at all to me. That's what rookies do in preseason. So uh, that's my rebuttal. I should probably move on. I guess I should do a stuck down player. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, argument. Uh, The offensive line is going to be a problem in this situation. And Trevor Lawrence could be mired in just a terrible team for the next five years of his NFL career. Uh, A coworker of mine called him David Carr 2.0. And while I don't think that's quite accurate, I do think uh, we don't have a lot of faith, faith in Urban Meyer Urban Meyer is already showing the bad body language that he's known for in unfortunate situations. There's reports coming out of camp that some Jaguars players are dissatisfied with the way that uh, the camp is being run, which is often a symptom of collegiate coaches moving to the NFL and treating grown men like college, college players. So uh, yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence could be in a rough situation for the next few years and not be as productive despite the generational mantle that has been placed upon him rebuttal very solid argument but i think it will turn around even if urban meyer gets fired in two years that's right they can bring in someone very quickly all right who's your next player brandon Ayuk. this is your last chance to buy him (laughs) that's my whole argument (laughs) um rebuttal no argument <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i mean definitely get him if you can because yeah it's probably impossible to trade for him but if you can do it <laughs> yeah all right um next player 
Uh, Nico Collins, stock up. Thought he looked pretty good. Took every snap with the starters, although Brandon Cooks is out. Uh, there's a 24-yard catch and run you can watch if you want to see his strengths as a player being used like Fuller in the offense. Uh, Fuller obviously returns value and healthy, so if this guy can stay healthy and he's playing those kind of Will Fuller usage, uh, they they traded up to draft him. They had minimal draft picks, and they selected Nico Collins as one of their draft picks. So I think uh, we're seeing positive early returns from Nico, and what was previously a $1 flyer in Dynasty Leagues might uh, might be ticking up those boards. So, yeah, I kind of like what I, uh, what I see out of Nico, despite, you know, the ongoing situation in Houston. Yeah, that's a fair pick. You never know. He could be the guy going forward. And, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty there, and that's where you usually find value. So my rebuttal is take the shot if you're willing to gamble a low amount for potential greatness. All right, who's your next player? I have two that I'm kind of lumping in because they have the same situation. Sell Cam Akers and Travis Etienne. I think that they will not meet their hype after those injuries that Cam Akers had the Achilles and Travis Etienne, the Liz Frank tear. I think that they will not be the running backs they were drafted to be, even though that pains me to say because I was high on both of them. I loved them both as long-term prospects. But I think if somebody is still on board with that and if you can get a first-round pick, Nathan was offered a first round pick for Travis Etienne. I think that's a trade I would make just because I can get the new healthy young running back in next year's draft class rather than waiting on this guy who I don't think will return what I thought he was going to. Okay. Well, I think I need to have a two part rebuttal here. My rebuttal to Travis Etienne is I was offered a first round pick by a team that isn't a terrible team by a team that could that it could be a late first round pick. And to me in the late first round, all those running backs are gone by the late first round. Like there's not going to be eight running backs in this class worth worth drafting. So if the first round pick is anything other than a top four pick, it's not value on Travis at the end that it was a, who was a top five pick in rookie drafts, dynasty rookie drafts this year. So while the list Frank injury is concerning, he's a young player who has a full year to rehab, I, I don't think we're, who was selected by this coaching staff. And uh, while I think Urban Meyer is likely to get fired, I think uh, Travis Etienne's talent is enough to break through and his connection with the uh, franchise quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, other rebuttal for Cam Akers is I, well, I kind of agree. The Achilles is a pretty devastating injury. And especially for a running back that needs to cut, um, yeah, I don't have any. I don't have really anything to add there. I think Cam Akers is pretty concerning, and I think you can probably even get more than a, a first rounder out of him, um, just based off the fact that he's actually done something in the NFL so far. Yeah, if you can find a guy high on either of these guys and you can sell them for what you deem fair, you know, consider selling them is what I'm saying. So I, now, I agree all, with your takes. Yeah, for all you Etienne holders, once you know what the running back landscape, because th- there's guys out there. There's Brees. Brees Hall, I think is his name. There's running backs that are worth getting excited about. Isaiah Spiller, the guy at Texas A&M. But until we see this season of college football, you know, you can't really make a decision to trade for picks. It, it, it just makes more sense, like, to do it after the season when you have the information of, all right, I like these running backs and I can get the 105 and maybe one of them will get to me or something like that. Um, so sorry for going a little long on that one, but that's that's the big dynasty news really in, in this offseason. Mm. Um, so next player, stock down. 
Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn hyped up quite a bit last year, but we saw a three-way timeshare kind of between Rojo, Leonard, and Bernard, with obviously Bernard getting some pass-catching work in the preseason. Keyshawn Vaughn doesn't seem that like he has a role in this offense uh, in Tampa Bay. And while we don't know how long these players are going to be here, I still am not hype on this guy's inability to beat out three running backs that aren't exactly world beaters. So uh, stock down for me on Keyshawn Vaughn. Rebuttal, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't think we can have any faith in him right now, so... I don't want him on any dynasty roster. I don't care. I'd rather have Gio Bernard and that dude's like 29. So Um, my next one is kind of a group of three. I don't think I need to make a long winded case about them, but they're just quarterbacks who I think in the preseason have shown that they are worth more than what we thought of them a few months ago. Uh, That is Mac Jones to a tongue of Viola and Jameis Winston. Mac Jones, I believe, will take over soon, and I think he'll actually be a pretty good quarterback. He His upside is probably somewhere around Ryan Tannehill, downside probably closer to Baker Mayfield. So in two quarterback leagues especially is something I would make a move for. Uh, Tua Tunga Viola, I think, has probably the same range. Um, I think he's looked great from what we've heard in preseason and training camp. Definitely a guy I think will perform better this year. And Jameis Winston, I believe, wins the job, and we've seen what he can do for fantasy, you know, so th- those are my guys at quarterback that I'm looking at. Rebuttal. I I think I agree on all of those points. Uh, maybe Jameis is a little lower for me, given the fact that he doesn't have like a long-term contract in New Orleans and they could decide if they're, if they're just mediocre this year, they could decide to look to the draft. Um, sure. but, and then, you know, Jameis potentially becomes a backup. But if you're looking for a starter this year, that's not going to cost you anything. I think Jameis is a is a great choice. Well, I do like the other guys more, and agree that they're winners. And I would also group Zach Wilson into that group. Uh, not to, I don't want to go through like Zach Wilson is one of my players, but he's also looked a lot better in the preseason. You know, there was that throw he made in training, or no, that was like a combine yeah. throw that he made a very similar throw in a preseason game in live action. And if you go back to our episode, I said something like, let's see him do it in, in live action. And, and he did. So yeah, Zach Wilson stuck up, but my next player is Josh Palmer. Uh, not only does it look like he might beat out Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson for wide receiver three, uh, Mike Williams is in a contract year. So in 2022, if this guy departs in free agency, Palmer has got the measurables to move up into that role, even though he never had more than 500 yards at Tennessee, uh, that was mostly due to quarterback play. And right now his, his ADP is like almost 200. So I uh, stock up for Josh Palmer. Rebuttal. I completely agree. I think it's important to note that he is on the Los Angeles chargers team. Um, He Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, has only gotten positive news out of training camp. He has pretty much solidified that wide receiver three role. Like you're saying, uh, I actually looked at our dynasty league the other day to try to get him. I figured he wasn't on the waivers, but I was hoping he was not. I don't know who has him. I can't remember, but I me. Oh, you do. 
Oh every, yeah, you do. Every time yeah, you, look, you do, right? dude. <laughs> every time you look up like a wide receiver, you're where you're like, wow, this guy's getting buzzed. You're gonna notice them on my bench, except for Terrace Marshall. He's like the one that's not on there. But yeah, I got all of those. Uh, all right, fair, fair, dude. I, and I know I can't trade you because you're higher on him than than I am, honestly. But yeah, you uh, have to overpay because like you yeah, know, like you know nothing about at this point. So I very much agree. That's a great pick. And then the guy that I traded you, Deami Brown, on the uh, Washington football team, I think is also another stock up guy I'm who's got a lot of buzz. Early on Deami Brown because I was like, I knew this guy's gonna, stock is just going to rise. Yeah, and I'm still okay with the trade for now. I don't, you know, I will probably regret it in a year or two, but I don't know that he has a path to much targets or work yet. Like Curtis Samuel is there and Terry McLaurin are there. Curtis Samuel is the one I mistakenly said uh, he signed a three-year deal there and they should please re-sign Terry McLaurin. So I think at best he's the wide receiver three there, unless he can take that from Curtis Samuel. I think there's a good chance he take it from Curtis Samuel. To me, another concern is, quarterback there yeah is we have no idea maybe we get another year out of ryan fitzpatrick if he's good this year but other than that we're pretty much dependent on a rookie or a veteran that you know like a kirk cousins well that's never going to happen because of you know it's washington but you know someone of that caliber coming available a Derek carr a russell wilson would be a huge upgrade but yeah all right stock up for me jared mckinnon Looked pretty good in his limit action for Kansas City. Uh, I would just say pay attention to his usage in the next game. Terrell, uh, Darrell Williams did outsnap him, but Jarek McKinnon has more prowess as a wide receiver, a bit higher pedigree, um, was once a thing in this league. So, yeah, Jarek McKinnon is a stock up for me. Rebuttal, not somebody I'm looking at, but definitely worth a back-of-the-bench stash. Yeah, and just, just as I realized this, this is dynasty, so it's not super relevant to dynasty the more I think about it. But for someone that's incredibly cheap, when you have a, a like a 20 person bench, yeah, and even a taxi squad, it, it's a good idea. Who's your next uh, player? Did I just go two in a row? Uh, yeah, but that's okay. That was my last one. The only other guy I had on my list at all was uh, Trey Sermon. I would say you should trade for him now because you probably can't after this year just kind of yeah. similar to how i said uh uh who did i have brandon Ayuk, like on the yeah. same team i think this offense is just going to explode when we see trey lance on the field so last chance all right well i have a stock down and a stock up to wrap up the episode my stock down just because this player was buzzworthy last year is denzel mims a, a value dynasty pick that has fallen deeply out of favor in new york it was the fifth wide receiver in rotation in a game that Elijah Moore missed. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there is the, obviously the salmon debacle. Um, <laughs> and maybe he's just working his way back from that, but it doesn't yeah. look like this new coaching staff has a lot of faith in Denzel Mims, who, Mims, excuse me, who was a low floor, high ceiling prospect to begin with. So stuck down on Mims, stuck up on who I mentioned earlier, Terrace Marshall, who could have a big role as early as this year, uh, played inside and outside in the preseasons game and led all the Carolina receivers. ADP was is around 81. I like that in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, been a star since he took the field in training camp. Um, could, could challenge DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Uh, eventually, Robbie Anderson's going to be there for a while. Uh, DJ Moore is obviously someone that they invested in, so who knows? But uh, he's 28 years old. 
Robbie Anderson specifically. So I think mm-hmm. that Terrace Marshall is definitely someone to look at and who kind of went overshadowed because he uh, came out of LSU and did not play, I believe, the 2020 season. I, th- I could be wrong there. I believe he was an opt-out though, um, which, or if not an opt-out, part of the, you know, severe uh, offensive collapse of the Tigers. So um yeah, I think he was just kind of overshadowed and drafts fell a little bit too late. And that I'm kind of the, one of the guys that I'm highest on in the episode that we've discussed today. I need to check and see where he is in our dynasty league because maybe I will make some moves. Yeah, I think he's a great trade for candidate right now because if we see him in whatever touches he gets, if we see him excel, then it, he's going to be a lot more expensive next year, especially as we see that offense could move on from DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson in the next year or two, just based on age and contracts. So like if they have Terrace Marshall proving that he can be that guy, then they they will be looking potentially to move on from one of those guys. So definitely a good stash. I don't think he'll break out truly for two to three years, but that's fine. If you're talking about Terrace Marshall as a late stash. So. All right. You're out of players. I'm out of players. Let's wrap this thing up, Dave. You can find us at Fantasy Bible Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and thefantasybible.com. Send us some hate mail, love mail, questions for the show, episodes you might want to see, segments, improvements, critiques, comments, everything. We would love to hear it. Love the engagement. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening on our next episode. We don't really know what we're going to be doing. We're kind of entering a dark period in the NFL where you know we'll have this, this run. Uh, well, actually, this is a Wednesday episode. So, yeah, we are in the dark period where there's no preseason games until the uh, the start of the season. So I don't know, maybe we'll bring in a little more uh, foundational content and maybe we'll do like a 10 commandments of trading. That could be a possibility. Break that up into two episodes. We'll, we'll keep you guys posted, but yeah, uh, stay tuned and we'll see you next week or Friday. We'll see you Friday. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening.